0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Yesterday the branch of Iman that we covered was Tahara Today the branch of Iman is Salah As-Salawat khamsa The five daily prayers, the five fara'is the established salah Are also a branch of Iman We are on branch number 21 of 77 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said It was not Allah's purpose that your faith should be in vain In this verse in Surah Baqarah by Iman Allah wa ta'ala means your Salah so because of this, the Mufassirin, because they've taken that Allah has said Iman and meant Salah, therefore Salah is part of our Iman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want for our Salah to be in vain. And another verse obviously was wa zakah, an offer of repeated refrain in the Quran, and established, make the Salah, and give out the zakah. And the next verse in Surah Nisa, inna salata kaanat al mu'mineen kitab al that verily the salah has been prescribed on the believers at set and appointed times, mokut at particular okat. Sayyidina Jabir radiAllahu anhu narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu wa said that that which separates a person from shirk and kufr separates a shirk from shirk and kufr is the salah. <coughs> and this is in the narration of Muslim. Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim that Abdullah bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu said I once asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa which action was most beloved to Allah and the Prophet sallam replied the salah at its correct time I asked what came next what is the next beloved action to Allah he said kindness to parents I asked him what came after that he said jihad fi sabil Allah jihad in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muslim also relate from Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar anhuma that the salah is twenty-seven times more meritorious, more rewarding when it is said in the Jama in the congregation. Imam Muslim relates on the authority of Sayyidina Uthman Ta'ala anhu that Rasulullah sallallahu wa said that whenever a far salah whenever the time of a far salah comes to any Muslim and he performs his wudu, His humility and his bowing properly, these things atone for all of his previous sins and this will hold true for all time. In this regard, Imam al-Bihaki comments that after faith in Allah, which releases one from unbelief, from kufr, there is no act of worship finer and more exalted than the salah, the abandonment of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger termed unbelief. In the Qur'an al-Kareem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has laid down the command to pray, first of all, salah itself, to pray five times a day, is something that is quite an amazing command that Allah Ta'ala gave. And me and you may take this for granted, but whenever a non-Muslim looks at Islam, this is something that strikes them. And in America, the best of Christians may go to church on Sunday or mass on Wednesday, at best twice a week. When they are confronted with this fact that there's a religion that tells its believers to pray to their Lord five times a day, they're amazed. And they're on to something properly. There is something amazing about this fact that we are asked to pray five times a day. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded this hukam akimul salab, this phrase has come over seven hundred times in the Quran Over seven hundred times in Lawakh. Nothing even comes close to that. There's nothing that 600 times, 500 times, I don't know what number the number two command would be. Nothing even comes close. أَقِيمُ salah إِقَامًا To iqam, إقام, to make something qa'im means to firmly establish the salah in our lives, means to anchor our lives in the salah, such that we should view the salah as the asal period of our life and everything we do in between is غير asal. The dunya is an interruption from our asal state which is salah. But we are so embedded, we are so have so much, we are so kāim in the dunya that we view salah as an interruption from our dunya. <laughs> that actually we're students or we're doing whatever we do and the salah is something that comes in between, it's an interval. The salah is the asal. This world is an interval. <laughs> the asl teaches ibadah, we really should have, Azma spana, would have been such that we should have been engaged in formal ibadah 24 hours. But Allah Ta'ala decreed it in such a way that we should remember Him at appointed and set times, Kitab al and the rest of the time we should, while keeping His zikr in our heart, we should engage in this world. These hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ said that that which separates a person from kufr is a salah, or the person who leaves salah, so there's a very famous hadith, Man tarika salatun muta'ammidan fakat kafat, that that person who leaves salah deliberately has become an unbeliever. The vast majority of ulama say that this hadith does not mean that somebody who doesn't pray actually becomes an unbeliever. What it means is that somebody who deliberately chooses not to pray commits an act of kufr. Does not enter into the dair of kufr, but commits an act of kufr. Now again, what does kufr mean? It means to deny. And what that person is doing every single time we miss a prayer, maybe we can understand it this way. Whenever we do something that is a sin... Or in this case, whenever we leave something out that is an obligation, what exactly do we are we doing? So if we were to unpack this action, if we ever miss a prayer deliberately. It can be many ways. You deliberately choose to keep surfing. You deliberately don't set the alarm at night because you don't have Niyah to wake up for fajr. Right? So what does that mean? We deliberately go against over seven hundred verses in the Quran. We are denying seven hundred verses in the Quran Kareem. That is a type of kufr, because kufr means to deny. So when the Prophet ﷺ said this, he meant that that person has committed an act of outright denial of the sha'an, the majesty, the azmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Doesn't mean that he has become an unbeliever, but he means he has committed an act of kufr. But it shows, obviously, this is another reason why to think that salah is part of iman. Because if leaving salah can be termed as kufr, then obviously if we are regular in our salah, then that is going to become part of our iman, or that is going to adorn our iman. Then this next hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ said that whenever a prayer time comes on a Muslim and he does wudu and he performs that wudu he performs that salah with humility, with concentration, then in that case his sins are forgiven. His sins are forgiven. On this issue there are several opinions. The first opinion that his lesser sins, what are known as the Sahar, the minor sins are forgiven. But the kaba'ir, the major sins, cannot be forgiven unless he makes actual istighfar and tawbah for those sins. Some even take the position that perhaps if a person offers a prayer in such a common way, that that prayer itself can be construed as tawbah. But the way we will construe that prayer as tawbah is if he treats that prayer as another verse in the Quran, in the salat tanha anil ibn munkar, that verily the salah prevents a person, makes a person refrain, from fuhsh, from open manifest disobedience and munkar, from doing that which is repudiated. So if he prays a salah like that, and afterwards his life is a life of Toba, his life is transformed, then we will say that that salah was kaim, maqam, Toba was like his Toba, and such a salah even then was able to forgive for him the kabah, or the enormous sins. And the Prophet Swami once in another day gave an example that if you were to wash something five times a day in a river that thing would obviously remain clean. And he said the likeness of your salah is washing away your sins five times a day in a river. Now what Imam Baha Qadim Allah concludes then by saying is that the most exalted ibadah in Allah's eyes, the most aham, aham ul-ibadat is the salah. And that is why it is the first thing that will be asked by Allah ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. The first thing that will be checked will be our farah is if there's any deficiency in our Friday's, we will be called to account for our sunan. If there's any still deficiency left, we will be able to use our nawafil. And you have to understand this falsafa of Salah. We always remember the falsafa. The Quranic human being is not a bare minimum Muslim. We are not minimalist. The Quranic name is a maximalist teaching. When the Quranic name says, لَكُمْ فِي fi اللَّهِ Uswatun Hasana, when the Prophet ﷺ is being set at the role model, that is a maximum target level of achievement. So we cannot have this attitude towards our salah, that we only want to pray just the farz, we only want to pray the bare minimum. No. know that the wajibat are also important. With there is wajib, that is an obligation. And the sunan muakkada, muakkadah sunan are those prayers. They are different from farz. Farz is that prayer that the Prophet ﷺ never left. Sunnah Muakkadah is that prayer that the Prophet ﷺ left for three known reasons. Number one, suffer when he was on a journey. If any one of us is on a, shari- on a journey, we can drop the Sunnah Muakkadah. Number two, maras. When the Prophet ﷺ was sick when he was ill. Anybody who is sick or ill or in pain can drop the Sunnah Muakkadah. And number three, jihad. Anybody who is engaged in jihad can drop the Sunnah Muakkadah. Other than these three reasons, Rasulullah s.a.w. never left these particular sunnah prayers, which are two before Fajr, four before and two after Dhuhr, two after Maghrib, and two after Isha. Then you have a second level of sunnah, which is sunnana ghayri mu'akana. That is the same thing as Nafil, same thing as Mustahab, same thing as Mandub. Those are prayers that the Prophet sometimes offered and sometimes left, due to no identifiable apparent reason Therefore, the Muhaddisin took the view that these are completely optional. And we may choose to leave them for any reason whatsoever. But the Sunnah and cannot be left for other than the Sunnah reasons. And because asal our Ardin has come from the Prophet. So imagine the Prophet is with you and he asks you that why didn't you pray these Sunnahs. Are you going to get into an Arabic linguistic debate with him that no, but this is Sunnah, it's not Fard? <laughs> Would we say that to the Prophet? <laughs> of course not. We're going to say that our deen is you. You are our deen. What you did is our deen. What you did all the time and never failed. We will do all the time and never fail. What you did all the time except in journey, illness and jihad. We will do all the time except in journey, illness and jihad. What you did some of the time at your own will, at your own discretion. We will do at our own will, at our own discretion. It's that simple. It's a very simple philosophy that the deen gives. That is the barakah of having Rasulullah ﷺ. And know that your sunnas is what's going to protect your farahs, it's like constructing a boundary, a protective boundary wall around your farz. That person who does ihtimam of his sunnahs, it becomes inconceivable for him to leave farz. And that person who never prays the sunnah, sometimes they leave the farz Because there's no protection around their farz So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make His people who establish the salah in our lives, such that our salah also becomes such a salah that prevents us and keeps us from refraining. From the Fosh and the Munkar. May He make our Salah such that it is a true Tawbah and a means of changing our life, a means of forgiving our Saghai and our Kabair. And may He make our Salah according to the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wa Akhira Da'wana, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil